Welcome, cadets and captains, to M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Josh. And if you don't know about this program, then not only do we touch on all those Star Trek episodes that you love, but we touch on your heart. (laughs) We actually are a little bit like a Star Trek book club without all that nerd reading junk. Uh, We just watch TV like God meant us to do. (laughs) Yeah, like 20th century God meant us to do. I'm not reading no book. Words? Does this movie have subtitles? Mm. Who, who would ever be on a podcast about books? <laughs> who would be on a podcast about books and then never read any books on that podcast? Some kind of idiot. Uh, I had a friend. <laughs> look, I'm tangenting already. We're not. Yeah, no. This episode this. is. This is how. This is how this is going to go today. Honestly, before we even talk about the name of the episode, I'm tangenting. I had yeah. a friend in college who, like, we went to go see Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And uh, he, when we were leaving, he looked mad. And me and uh, like our, me and like our his other friends, my other friends too. I can't talk yeah. today, so it'll be a good episode. No, it's a good day to do a podcast. <laughs> Uh, we were like, what's wrong, man? And he went, you guys didn't tell me there were subtitles. <laughs> there's like there's like two times there's subtitles. Like, half the movie isn't subtitles, yeah, right? Like, he was mad, though. He was, he was like, you guys didn't tell me there were subtitles. I don't watch movies he, with subtitles. Maybe he was mad that Hitler got killed and he secretly loves him Probably. or something. That's right up his alley, I think. Um, yeah, no, he told me Hitler was gonna die. I love not. him. If he accidentally ends up on this podcast, he does not love Hitler. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> I don't know who this is. So it's anyway, not fair, <laughs> on uh, this episode of M Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about Voyager season five, episode six, Timeless. As this part- episode is not timeless. No, it's uh, it wasn't good at the time so it's definitely not timeless <laughs> yeah sorry timeless, whose collection is this a timelessly bad uh this <laughs> is a collection that was suggested to us by rich masters and it's called the any universe but this one collection god it's, i felt like that when i was watching it <laughs> this is the final episode of the collection uh there right now when we're recording this there's a post up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where you can suggest and vote on collections. Uh, by the time this comes out, we may have already chosen one, but maybe not. Go see uh, what you can do on the Patreon. But that's where it's located for next time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this episode, the teleplay and the story... Is, are both by Brandon Braga and Joe Minoski. Oh, that explains the giant time <laughs> pussy that they fly through. Uh, Rick Berman is also uh, Oh, the whole, the A-team. They got the A-crew together. the A-crew. Uh, Joe Minoski <laughs> usually does fairly, I don't know, he's like real hit or miss because he's done like dozens, like 57 fucking episodes. Yeah, doing going 57 for 57 is crazy. It's true. Like he he wrote the teleplay. He co-wrote the teleplay of Darmok. He co-wrote the teleplay of Time Zero One and Two. Uh, yeah. He also wrote um, Masks, and uh, he also wrote thirty-six episodes of Voyager. So, <laughs> which is equal to one episode of Masks. <laughs> That's the conversion rate. Uh, I don't think anybody has suggested a collection that has masks in it. Which is like. 
It's like don't give them the idea. No. They're gonna do it. It's people always joke about it, right? Like, ah, oh, let's make a collection that has masks in it to piss Jeff off. But like, that's the scorpion stinging the frog, right? Like they know. <laughs> We're all gonna sink with that fucking episode. Why did you sting me? Because because that's what I do. Did you watch uh, uh, Umbrella Academy yeah, season two? Where yeah, Klaus yeah. tries to explain it terribly. Dude, it's so fucking funny. I was like, this is great. Yeah, Umbrella Academy season two was way better than season one. Yeah, season one is not very good. Like it's I, it's I all right. I rewatched it. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. But two is is way better. Yeah, um, everybody is hilarious in two. Like yes. all, all the things that made them fun characters are like turned yeah. up to eleven in season two. Yep. Uh, Even Vanya is cool, and in the first season, she's like unbearably irritating. She she's like this Charlie Brown esque sad sack in the yeah. first season. She's just sad, and it's like, oh god. And it's like, you had a terrible childhood, I get it. Like, so did everybody else around you. Like, Yeah. Yeah, the one guy is, like, literally a heroin addict. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, he fucking, like, your oldest brother has his head grafted onto a gorilla. Like, (laughs) fucking, uh, one of your brothers is so emotionally stunted that, like, he's still a mom, he still relies 100% on his mommy at age 30-some. Like, things are bad for these people. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Uh, in season two, they're all. Good. I really love that um, Luther just became a, the butt of every joke. He's just the comic relief He's character. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're gonna be tangenting a lot in this episode, just so you guys know. True. Because not happens. a lot. Not a lot to talk about. No. <laughs> nothing happens in this episode. Uh, the basic idea of this episode is. Um, well, who directed it? That's oh, important. Oh, yeah, it's very important. It was directed by LeVar Burton, who also appears in the episode as Captain Jordy LaForge. Of the Challenger. Which is... Which uh, is a cool callback to the Challenger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's That's all right. Because <laughs> they, like <clears throat> they like naming the ships after the, the, the shuttles. It's true. Because um, they named the first shuttle after the Enterprise. Like, the... Yeah. The fake enterprise that one didn't do so well either i think they didn't fly it it never flew i think it's in new york now though you can go look at it um lavar burton is a pretty good director like directing wise this episode is perfectly fine there are some really nice shots especially this beginning where like two figures like materialize on an ice field it's very cinematic the beginning it absolutely is and like you as a viewer is like what the hell is happening you know like yeah where are they? Who are these people? You don't know who they are, really, because they have, like, a voice modulator on. Yeah, they're wearing, like, full full ice capades. Well, not ice capades. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, in, like, a welding suit for ice. <laughs> the opposite ice, of a welding suit? Cold suit? Is ice welding a thing? I don't know. Uh, but they do this, like, draw. we learn that they're, um, they have comm badges, for one, like, right off the gate. So you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, they beam in, and they beam in with the Federation beam in, so you know that they're Federation. I mean, if you're, like, a geek-ass nerd, you know that. Uh, Which everyone who listens to this (laughs) shitty show is. (laughs) Look, our show is great. Don't conflate our level of goodness with this episode of Voyager. Don't conflate the nerds who listen to this show with how great this show is. Yeah, absolutely. We're all great. um, All you nerds are great, too. Dorks. (laughs) 
but there's like a zoom out where we see Voyager is encased in ice underneath them. Yeah, it's the Lich King. It's <laughs> you know, or the of, thing from the thing. Yeah, all I was thinking of is like this is the perfect place for like an ice cream pop tie-in, right? <laughs> where you have like a big blue raspberry. <laughs> You got, like, a big blue raspberry slab of, like, deliciousness, and there's a stick through it that turns into the shape of Voyager in the middle. I was thinking that it's just the shape of Voyager, like, or or, the, or Voyager printed on the ice cream, right? Like, like remember those Mickey Mouse sticks? Yeah, like, when you, when you said the shape of Voyager, I just immediately pictured, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog pop, just, yeah. with, like, the eyes falling off of just it. Just melted as fuck and gross looking. That's what it, that's the show. That's the metaphor for this whole series. Oh, Jesus. Voyager is, like, I'm warming up to Voyager, um, not, I will never say it's good. No. <laughs> It's here's the thing. It's comfort food. It's Star Trek comfort yeah, food. Yeah, absolutely. It's the closest you can get to I think Star Trek being not good, but it's still being good. Yeah, I like Voyager is the thing. And the yeah. more I watch of good episodes, like cuz I've seen all of Voyager once. I've seen like all yeah. of the TNG like four times at this point. Yeah. And all of Deep Space 9 like two or three times easy, but I've I've only watched through Voyager once all the way. So whenever somebody sends me a good episode, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this show can be really good actually. That's the thing about this episode is like it's not even bad. No, it's not even one of the bad ones. <laughs> like no, like th- that's that's the thing about this show. This episode the bad is, is really bad. Really, yeah. and Harry like Garrett <laughs> Wang is like really fucking like hamming it up. It's like oh angry. my god. Rogue. They made, they really went the wrong way, and I, I have a, well, we'll get there, but I have a, a better way they could have done this. Oh, we're rewriting on today's episode yeah, of M Class yeah. Podcast. There's an infinitely better way they could have done this. Um, well, go ahead. Actually, let's start out with that because I, I don't know if I'm going to go through this like act by act, beat by beat. I think I'm going to jump around instead. Yeah, because nothing happens. Yeah, yeah okay. nothing really happens. So, so Garrett Wang and Chakotay are like space pirates. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is kind of cool on paper, but it's Garrett Wang and uh, Robert Beltran, so they're not really like carrying it too well no robert it's, beltran is still acting like regular chakotay he's like just nothing chakotay. has changed <laughs> yeah he's got one setting chakotay so what i would have done is i would have had garrett wang uh stayed in starfleet become an admiral or something have it be farther in the future and then have like uh him as an admiral go rogue because admirals do that, right? Yeah, that is the <laughs> lowest rank you can be and go rogue. Yeah, <laughs> admiral. And and then I would have had Lavar Burton as a, either an admiral or a captain, like assigned to go get him, right? And had like a little federation on federation conflict. It doesn't make sense that they're like thieves because they're they're not good at anything. Like it's like it doesn't make sense. No, they get to caught me. almost immediately in the episode. <laughs> The whole like, where's the episode where they're stealing the thing, right? Like, where's that, would be that fun. shit? You can't yeah. have that. That would be fun. No, that's too. That would be too good. That would be a very fun episode, though. Like watching them try to like infiltrate Starfleet yeah. and like get the weapon or not. The it weapon, might have to not. be like a two-parter, but hey, man, fuck it, right? Like, like I don't need to see you know 
Neelix at the party. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's gonna be Neelix. I felt it in my bones. Tuvok being like, "Oh, you're ever fascinating, Neelix." Like, whatever. Unnecessary. I don't need to fucking see any of that. There's (laughs) the whole episode is built on the like very icy precipice. Ironic, given the setting. (laughs) The very icy precipice that. Garrett Garrett Wang can play a badass. <laughs> they give him a sweet leather coat. And they also give him a mullet. It's like a <laughs> it's a poor decision. <laughs> they give him like like an 80s like I don't even know, like an 80s like kung fu movie haircut. I don't I don't know if that's is that okay to say? Like I it's don't know. it's it's like it's like he has the same hair as like Merlin from the Merlin like <laughs> miniseries yeah. with yeah. Sam Neill. He's got the same hair. It's very like early '90s, late '80s mullety. Whatever. It, it's because it's it, he's I, a badass. To... Badasses have mullets. <laughs> he looks like 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 a like Mel Gibson ish sort of. Yeah, they're, like they're really trying to go for that. Like the uh, general audiences are gonna know he's a bad boy because of this hair yeah. we're gonna give. <laughs> Someone's mom isn't gonna let him buy that action figure. <laughs> Garrett Wang, he's a bad example to the youth. He's too much of a bad boy. <laughs> he's too like th- I, I have I like, have a whole he's too likable as a person. Like, right. Harry right. Kim early on he has this as well where he's like trying to play this like really angry guy sometimes, but he's not good at it because he's just work. so like n- genuinely nice as a person. Yeah, you can tell he's just like really nice. I don't know, man. There's, there's. I will say he does a better job than Chakotay, who just continues to play regular Chakotay. I guess guess it kind of makes sense for Chakotay. I'm super playing devil's advocate. Sure, sure. Because like he was Maquis as Chakotay anyway, so like he's kind of used to doing all this shit, right? But at the same time, like. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't fucking. I feel care like about life these. should have changed him somewhat, right? Like, being a space pirate, being a maquis—that's a little different. Like, a maquis, at least. And boy, I don't like saying it. They're fighting for some type of like cause <laughs> wow. that they care about deeply. Listen to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just reminding myself of that fucking uh, the that drill tweet, like. Uh, I rescind my earlier comment. You do not in any way, shape, or form gotta hand it to ISIS. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, the Maquis, you do not have to hand it to the Maquis. I'm just saying, like, they, um, they have some sort of a cause they're fighting for. Like, being a space pirate is just, like, it's all about me and what I want. It should have changed him at least a little. <clears throat> yeah, also, Robert Beltran is refuses to be in any scene where it's not proven that he fucks. <laughs> Dude, they even <laughs> straight out say it. They're like, oh, they're having sex. Like, which... Uh, dude, I, dude. So they find the doctor, right? Like, they, the first thing is they go into Voyager, and, like, I get that, like, it got fucked up on the crash. Yeah. What's all this fucking snow doing inside? It's sealed still. Like, you see Why them open this, the yeah. door, but there's snow in there. Why is there fucking snow inside the ship? I guess the idea is, like, we need the audience to know that to it's know. frozen yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it, they can't hang up cellophane sheets like TOS anymore. They gotta do something different. I mean, it looks okay, but like, I mean, sure, maybe there's bre- I mean, there's hole breaches, right? But like, sure. I mean, it looks like it literally just like a cloud came in and coated the floor <laughs> with a like a fine layer of Christmas snow. It's also like. like it, it is, like, Christmas snow, and it's also, like, a quarter of a centimeter deep. And yeah. How long have they been there? 15 years? Yeah. Like, is it the snowy season inside of Voyager? I don't know. Sure. Does this have its own weather system now? Probably, right? Uh, they find all of the frozen corpses of all of our favorite characters. Yeah. I, tweet, I was tweeting about it. I was kind of live-tweeting it. And I was saying, like, at, at one point they they say that uh, the Voyager hit the planet at going full impulse, which is a quarter of the speed of light. Like, I don't know if I... So I looked it up. Sure. <laughs> how, un, how unnaturally fast is a quarter of the speed of light? So our galaxy and all galaxies are expanding through the universe at anywhere from 0.05% to one percent the speed of light and that's fast as fuck yeah so we're talking about <laughs> half the speed of light here we're talking about one quarter the speed one of quarter, light yeah that's quite a, it's quite a lot faster and if anything like, of any size hit a planet going that fast holy shit it would be the biggest explosion you've ever seen sure. that planet would be gone but whatever, that's few, nerd shit. A few of the decks got crushed, though, so it's fine. Yeah, deck 10 is now deck 9 through 14 or yeah. something, right? Oh, um, that's serious. Well, I, oh, I know how numbers work. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Well, uh, there's your problem. Well, there's your problem. You hit the fucking planet. Oh, your deck 9 through 14 is now deck, deck 10. So they bring the engineers for Satellite M in. Yeah, there's your problem. Yeah. You hit the planet. Anyway, bye. Oh, now's my chance to look at some frozen dicks. <laughs> How does ice react to a wiener? Um, I guess I already knew that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Chakotay, they split up. Chakotay goes to the bridge, and Kim goes for to sickbay. And that's when we see Janeway's uh, super dead corpse. Yeah, it it looks all right, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what 15 years of being in the snow looks like, but... Uh, nah, she probably would be curled up more and more grotesque looking. <laughs> you ever see <laughs> the show isn't it? grotesque enough for me? Damn it! <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna realism kick today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever see like World War Two shit where like there's dead? Yeah, man. It's, nah, I don't. I don't usually look up dead bodies, Josh. You'd be, um, <laughs> you'd be fucked up, man. You look bad. They find the corpse of seven of nine and i remember the first time i watched this thinking oh my god are they gonna revive her because she's part borg you gotta yeah. be fucking kidding me but they don't do sort that of. thankfully sort of they do but not really um we meet tessa who is sure. the person that chakotay is fucking just so you know they they do mention it quite a lot oh who's this character oh i don't care <laughs> Uh, she is Chakotay's girlfriend who is along for the ride because she loves him so much. He wants to erase the timeline that he fell in love with her in, so he doesn't like Dude, her that much, I guess. I do not understand the motivation <laughs> of Chakotay here. I do not understand it. Like, 
He wants Why to, would he? He wants to fix the mistake that he caused 15 years ago, which will erase his entire life and everyone he loves in this time. <laughs> yeah, like you. I, I mean, I get Harry's motivation, right? Like, sure, he has he's no the one who. He's a lonely, sad man uh, who fucked up and sent them the wrong coordinates or whatever. So I get that. But why is Chakotay even there? I don't know. Like, I get he wants to fix the mistake. He, like, caused however many people, 700-some people, to get killed. Yeah. Why not have... Why not have... I'm rewriting again here. Why not have Chakotay and, and Tessa, whatever be on the challenger with Jordy and have like a whole like B plot of that going on. Right. You know, or like a C plot where they're like, like Chakotay's talking to Jordy and he's like, look, like, I don't know. This isn't how this isn't Harry. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. Like you could have a little more drama. Yeah. You know, what would have made it like much more believable for Chakotay to be there if he visibly doesn't care about Tessa very much. Like, right. They don't want to, like tarnish their characters or whatever, right? But like this timeline's gonna be erased anyway. It doesn't matter, right? Like tarnishing your he... characters, giving them like a real world motivation works a lot better than just like, well, of course he would try and fix the problem. He's a good right. guy, right? Why, like, like why would Tessa he even get involved in in a relationship knowing that he was gonna go try to yeah. fix the timeline? Like, you maybe know what he's I mean? Using like, Tessa, like maybe. she has the ship; it's her ship, and she's right. like in love with him, and right. he's only playing her to try yes. and get the ship and everything. Yes. Like, so we understand his motivations, but we still find what he's doing reprehensible. Right. Like it. It's that makes them more space piratey. Like that's yeah. what a space pirate would do. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, instead, he the loves her flyer. and also wants to erase her from existence. Yeah, and also they have the set for the Delta Flyer, so now they're flying the Delta Flyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they stole it from a shipyard. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we already okay. had the set. Fuck it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> but uh, cooler looking space shuttle. Okay, cool. They uh, t- they transport the corpse of Seven of Nine out. Uh, Kim arrives in sick bay and he reactivates the doctor. The doctor's like, what the fuck is happening? And we get that same scene we get in everything badly written where the doctor's yeah. like, tell me what happened. And he's like, no time. There's I no demand time. to know what happened. <laughs> There's no time. It's easy, easy drama, right? Easy yeah. setup drama. And Chakotay comes in and he's like, I'll give you your reason. We're going to change history. And the doctor oh, stares at him. fuck. Instead of being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a Motley Crue song plays. Cause oh, it's, shit. Because they're badasses now, and all space pirates listen to Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> and then Chicote says, I'm super straight, guys. Check it out. I'm just, listening to Girls, Girls, Girls. Just so everybody knows, I'm having sex with every female character that comes in contact with me. Just so you know. My so penis is going inside of their various orifices. Yeah, whatever ones they got, I know because I'm straight. <laughs> and then I and then I put it in there until climax. Yeah, until until both climax together. Yeah, I'm a gentleman. I make sure. <laughs> There's like a new trend in uh, like indie rap that I absolutely fucking love. Where there's like. Uh, there's like lyrics that are basically like, "Look, I'm getting my nut. You better hurry up and get your." <laughs> <laughs> God, 
God, I love rap. That's so fun. Oh my God. <laughs> it used it's to be so like, fun. yeah, I, I do it all night long. And like, yeah. she comes a million times. Now it's like, look, I'm getting mine. You better hurry up. <laughs> it started out, I think there's a Two Chains uh, song where he's basically like, yeah, sometimes I prematurely ejaculate. So what? <laughs> He's basically like, yeah, that chick's hot as shit. Of course I'm going to prematurely ejaculate. That's the lyrics, too. He didn't, there's no slang in it. He yeah, says, it's, just, it's just him talking, yeah. It's a hard-ass rap beat in the background. And he's just like, hey, everybody, it's me, 2 chains. Sometimes I prematurely ejaculate. <laughs> that bitch hot as fuck. I'm going to come so soon. Uh, back in the past, 15 years ago, in uh, the engineering deck on the on the spaceship Voyager, <laughs> there's a slow motion party happening. Yeah, why is it in slow motion? I don't know. It makes it feel like something bad's gonna happen. True. Um, they do the like christening the ship with a bottle of champagne thing against the like rail next to the warp yeah, core, which seems dangerous. Handrail. I mean, there's antimatter and matter reacting to each other. That seems more dangerous. Yeah, what happens when champagne and glass fly into it, though, is my question. I'm assuming it's shielded properly. Sure. I mean, they can stand next to it. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, you and I can't stand next to a matter-antimatter reaction. We'd explode. Maybe you, pussy. Anyway, uh... Hey, look, I put my wiener inside of various women's... <laughs> Or various orifices. All women, though, because I'm super straight, yeah, everybody. Never so a guy. Know. I'm straight. Never never two guys at once. Yeah. Um, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the more guys you add, the worse The it worse is. it would get. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta go to my bunk for a while. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, Janeway gives us our exposition that we so sorely need. They've created mm. a quantum slipstream drive. And Which is from the another episode. Oh, I yeah? believe. Yeah, they there's that alien who has that shit. Tuvok? It trick No. <laughs> He's like a Delta Quadrant. I don't know what his fucking name is. And like he has a drive that does that on a ship. Oh, and it, yeah, it's Tuvix. the Prometheus, right? Tu- it's the Tuvix had that. It's not Tuvix. <laughs> He looks like a blue, like, I don't know. looks like a blue alien guy. Uh, species <laughs> no 116. Is that it? Yeah, God. Ugh. Okay, anyway. Yeah, and he, uh. he's really mad about... He's played by some guy who plays, like, tons of people on Star Trek. I can picture yeah. the guy. He's got a really lumpy head. He's lumpy. He's um. lumpy space princess. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that the, is, the that's our second around. Adventure Time reference in this episode. What was our first? <clears throat> you mentioned um, the Lich earlier. Oh, oh, I meant the Lich King from WoW. Oh, but yeah. okay. That makes more sense. I understand also, your reference style. <laughs> also the Lich King from that, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the idea is the quantum slipstream drive is going to let them slipstream through the quantum, and they're going to end up back at Earth uh, like... It's like tens of thousands of light years that they're going to jump in like a couple minutes. It's going to be wild. Yeah. In the game, you get this. Um, really? Just because traveling, it, it's sort of one of those like game, it's a gaming mechanic, right? That's true. Where like. Dude, I fucking hate it. Like, you start out with a ship that goes like warp yeah. two. It sucks. Yeah. So, event, so I made a ship <laughs> that just like 
goes like warp like 100 like 245 or something like that like it's just fast as shit you skip right over the becoming a catfish part of the equation yeah going wild i've become like 17 (laughs) different goddamn catfish the um it's a brilliant mechanic when you think about it, though, right? Like, you want to keep your newbie players in the newbie play zone. Right. So they can only go so fast. They can't right. get outside of it. Uh, you can, like, if you want to travel over there, fine, but it's going to take you literally an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, and some of the early missions are like, all right, now you need to go here. And I'm like, cool, let me go take a nap while my ship gets there. <laughs> God, it's so sl- fucking slow. I know. Uh, anyway, everybody has a party. I guess Neelix is there, or whatever. Um, yeah, everyone kind of pokes their head in the screen. Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm in here. this episode, everybody. Yeah. I'll get my check, right? It's especially how I feel about Balana. She like, has like two lines of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, everyone, all those rest of that crew goes to the cafeteria and just like gets a half day that day. Yeah, they all get hammered on champagne like 709 does. Dude, she drinks one glass of champagne and her blood alcohol level is 0.05 which is like have any blood is there like two drops yeah, of blood in her body <laughs> which is well below the legal limit for driving like i don't know, I don't <laughs> like, know. she's like hammered though she's i feel like completely hammered yeah see that's kind of fun that's like probably the best part of the episode Probably. Like, she, she's like, we are as one. And then she turns yeah. to everybody else and goes, hey, we are as one. Yeah, yeah. it's That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, uh, Bolana Torres does not give a fuck about any of the dangers inherent in the machine that she made. Yeah, this experimental uh, machine that nobody knows yeah. if it's really going to work. She didn't test it or anything. Only Tom Paris, the true hero of Voyager, is cares about it. Belana Torres took a nap. She didn't give a fuck. Yeah, is this like the first time that Tom Paris like acts like a Starfleet officer, where he's like, "Yo, we gotta like science this. Like, we Pretty gotta much. try this." And like, so they they go him and like he's like, "This isn't gonna work, right?" Like he finds like a variance and he's like, "This yeah, is they, a fucking terrible idea." Point four two phase variance, which if you carry through with uh, the the numeration, it's a point four twenty phase variance. Point four twenty, hell yeah, the sex number. That's where they have sex uh, in orifices, I believe. <laughs> also, the isn't that the 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 number of the universe, the answer to the universe, right? Forty two is yeah, yeah. It's Mulder's uh, apartment number. <laughs> the uh, so this phase variance is going to cause a disruption in the slipstream, which Tom Paris believes will kill them all. Harry Kim does not give a fuck. He's like, it's fine. I want to go home. Yeah, well, you're going warp two hundred and forty-four. I got clear come out of it or whatever. Kind of mega bite. Lame saxophone. That's the clarinet. <laughs> Lame saxophone. Uh, he thinks it's a sensor glitch, but uh, Tom Paris has suddenly become uh, a worry wart. He's like, no, let's run some simulations in the holodeck. Yeah. So they go to the holodeck, and weirdly, uh, there's a bunch of naked ladies filling out the other stations in the on the bridge. Yeah, th- I think that's called the Tom Paris special, where you're the cool pilot of the ship, and everybody else yeah. is naked and hot. Tom has, like, wraparound shades on? <laughs> There seems to be dispensers all over the place that just pop out Viagra. It's, it's yeah. a strange place. It's weird. And holographic Van Halen is playing Panama. <laughs> it's really weird. 
it's weird. There's it's because it's like poetry, right? It has to rhyme. So in both <laughs> timelines, they're playing some hot ass fucking music from everybody's favorite bands. <laughs> Molly Crew. Molly Crew. <laughs> Van Halen. Um, Man, I'm really I'm really uh giving everybody a peek of my childhood here. <laughs> <laughs> when you ran holodeck simulations with all naked people that think about like that's really what holodecks would be right like they would be like just crazy mashups of people's fantasies yeah that's it, true like you can do whatever in, the fuck you yeah, want in there right so everyone in star trek is like doing stories and like like captain janeway really loves ireland or whatever like yeah 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 but in reality people would walk in other people's fucking stories and it would be like it would be shit like that just everyone titties out fucking dick swinging it's, it's really uh, funny like i was just picturing like what mine would be like and i looked over and saw like a little luigi's mansion plush on a shelf <laughs> And I was like, I would for sure be playing Luigi's Mage. <laughs> Mine would be, everyone has a lightsaber. Duels would be popping off. Duel of the Fates is playing anytime someone's fighting. Duel of the Fates always playing. Someone is always fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just tits flying around. Big butts. Just huge butts. You come into mine like, oh, let's check out what depravity Jeff is up to. And you come in there and you see me running past going, Mario! There's, like, real-life Mario Kart tracks and shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, the um, simulation does not turn out well every single time. do it 23 time. times. Yeah, yeah. The, the Voyager blows the fuck up every single time. And Kim is like... Well, I think I can get it this time if I just do it sooner. He's like, he's like, they're like playing a video game, right? And yeah. They're like, I think I got it. I think I know how to do it, but it's not working. He's like, no, we've done it 22 times. It's done. Yeah, it doesn't work. We got to tell everybody. And Kim's like, all right, man, my clarinet lessons. I'm gonna be late for Earth. <laughs> I'm gonna be late for Earth school. <laughs> he runs out of Voyager with toast hanging out of his mouth. I miss my. <laughs> His, like, shirt's untucked a little bit. Um, they go back to engineering, and, like, the senior staff is all there. The fucking, uh, the party's over. Everybody's sad. Because Paris and Kim ruined all their fun. Yeah. And uh, Torres is back from her nap. She's like, <laughs> I tested everything. Molecule yeah. by molecule. Which yeah, is like, so how did you miss this? This is like another another character flaw in the show. Is like, she's an engineer. Like, on paper, engineers know that things can work, but in practice, they don't. Like, like reality is not a simulation. Well, maybe it is. But, but well, like, we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> yeah, but like... Re- like you know what I mean? Like, in practice, like, shit goes wrong. Like, it just does, right? So, yeah. like, she she's the fucking chief engineer. She should know that. Like, there's, there's like, having a character flaw isn't inherently bad, though. I actually like that yeah. Torres was, like, against what they found out because, like, she's so, like, hot-blooded. and like, It does make sense for her character. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, I agree with you. Like, yeah. I like, Torres is one of the characters from uh, Voyager that I really like. I think yeah. uh, she is, like... Out of all the characters that have wasted potential, she might be the most wasted out of all of them. The the problem in, in this episode really highlights the major problem with Voyager is that people's characters and simultaneously the plot never advance. No, like, that's true. Harry Kim doesn't learn anything. He's still a timid wiener boy. <laughs> 
who messes up, right? There's, and there's like, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that like, uh, Harry Kim is a symptom of a larger disease where yeah. in American media, Asian men right. are like portrayed as being right. weak, weak sissies. Right. We've talked about that before, and yeah. that's that's a big problem. Um, but I, I agree with you with Bellana too. Like she's she kind of has a kind of an arc because uh, she gets married and gets kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah, well, maybe? that like that ruins her character as yeah, well. So. Yeah, but even like the whole show, like this whole episode is just like we end up like like if this were if this were TNG, there'd be some lesson. But in Voyager, we end up where we were. Like, I don't care that they're 10 years closer. What does that mean to me? Like, I don't give a shit. You can just make up a number. They're not 77 years out anymore. They're 67. They're 67 years. Oh, okay. Well, great. Right? So, like, Yeah, there's no moral to the episode. You're right. Right. All that Stealing is good, actually. If you (laughs) steal and do things the right way, you'll get exactly what you want. (laughs) I I mean... I think that's the best part of the episode is with Jordy because he's he's like he's like him and um and Chakotay are are kind of like combating each other but they also kind of want each other to win you know <laughs> like yeah, it's really that's true because at some point like like uh, they're going to like throw down right they're gonna ship fight with with fighty phasers and uh, Chakotay says good luck to to Jordy and Jordy says you too. Which is like like he oh, like he wants them to succeed, yeah. right? They neither wants to destroy the other. They want right. to come to like an amicable agreement, but right. it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. Right. That's the thing about Robert Beltran is he's not a bad actor. Like no. Chakotay isn't a character that's completely devoid of personality. He's very like charming as a person. Yeah, Chakotay is actually like like kind of fun. Yeah. But but <laughs> he doesn't change the character. That's like my biggest right. beef with his character in this episode is there's no difference between him and either dimension. <laughs> I hate yeah, that. Yeah, you you could have you could have had like a robot be Chakotay. You know what I mean? Like it does like whatever, man. Party bot. Who knows? And it's like I like that Harry Kim is different in the other dimension. I just don't think Garrett Wang pulls it off well. Yeah, that could be writing. It, it is. I think, it is, I think writing, it's, is the thing. It's writing, and it's uh, the look that they they get. They really yeah. Indiana Jones him up real hard, right? Yeah. Like it, it is writing because like we've joked about it like a hundred times already. When like the doctor asks like who Tessa is, and he just goes, "They're having sex." <laughs> yeah, he just flat out says it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, wow. which is like that's a Brandon Braga line for sure, right? There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. <laughs> I mean, Braga really wants to live in that world where you could just fuck all day, dude. It's true. It's and like that world's a good world where everybody yeah. free, like free love, no disease. Right. That's a great world. I agree. Healthy, healthy, respectful sexual relationships. That's great. But he's like That's, a he's like a goblin about it. He just acts like a fucking creepo all the time, <laughs> and yeah. he ruins the free love for everybody else. The problem is, yeah, you can't go to work and be like that, right? You can't, like, no. show up to work and be like, hey, uh, uh, Jerry Ryan, uh, you know, like, that's make fucking Make her costume okay. tighter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make her costume so tight she looks like a f- literal hourglass. Like, yeah. Let's make the costume so tight that they have to cut her out of it if she has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Jesus. It's crazy. But, we um, are as one. We are as one. She's talking about a <laughs> uniform. 
<laughs> There's like a, a scene where like, I don't know, I feel like Harry Kim should have been reprimanded, where he gets right up in Janeway's face and he's like, I'm not going to let this happen. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, no offense, Captain. And she's like, none right. taken. She should have been like, uh, yeah, offense taken. I'm the captain. Yeah. You just yelled in my face, Ensign. They want to get home. They, they, like, that's another thing with Voyager is they fall for this shit every time. Every time there's a way home, they're like, this is it. Like, do you know how fucking tiring that gets to yeah, watch? it is. That's, that's like a, a baseline problem in all of Voyager is like, that you've is cre- a huge problem. You've created a, a goal for the whole series. And instead, and like, in some of the other, so that goal is like they're constantly striving to attain it and that gets old where they right. try and fail over and over and if they are doing something not related to that goal it becomes like well what the fuck are they doing why aren't right. they trying to get home still you've right. created like a no win scenario for yourself so the best thing your audience can do is kind of ignore it <laughs> yeah you just kind of forget about it and then it pops up and you're like oh right they're still they're still traveling okay it's you're we're doing them a favor when we forget about it as well so they can actually right. do storytelling and shit and we're not like why aren't they trying to get home yeah then you get weird shit like year of hell where it's just like a really big four episode arc of like some other thing is happening now, you know, and it's like I don't know. Like, it, 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 damned if hell, you do, damned if you don't. You're right. right. You're right. And the year of hell was supposed to be a season, is the thing. I know. And it got Dude, cut it down fucking, to four episodes. It fucking feels like a season, to be honest with you. Uh, this episode feels like a season. It like <laughs> I was kind of like half paying attention to this since I've seen it not even that long ago. Like it auto played when I was watching. I forgot else. about this one. I haven't I haven't seen this one in years. I forgot about it. Like so, I was I was like half paying attention, and every time I looked back and checked how long it had been, it was like two minutes. <laughs> I I actually watched it pretty much all the way through, and uh, when I looked to see how much time was left, it, I was like ten minutes left, and I was like, oh well, what? Because <laughs> like nothing nothing was really happening. It's all them deciding that they're gonna do it. Then it cuts back to uh, uh, Chakotay and Kim in the future, and they're like taking Seven's head apart because they need the interplexing beacon from the movies yeah. to talk to themselves in time, right? Because that's how Borg communicate through time. Mm-hmm. They have like a time communicator. So that uh, makes sense. That's like a perfect yeah. setup. That's cool. Like, that's cool, right? Yeah. Like, they took something from the film, and then, you know, again, like, you know, Jordy uh, LeVar Burton is directing. Maybe he had something to do with that. I don't fucking know. Let's, you know, who knows? This uh, this episode isn't bad. Like, uh, right. I think I have said it's bad, but I was joking. It's not. It's, uh, it's just not as good as it could be, which is, like, right. the Voyager syndrome, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, the episode has such a good premise that uh, they didn't bother fleshing out the rest of the story around it in a way that they satisfies. Needed, yeah, they needed like a one or two rewrites. They need, I think, they need to make Harry either uh, he's he's a captain of a ship and he just decides like he's gonna take his like Star Trek five, three right like we're just gonna steal a ship right like yeah why not it's like poetry it repeats itself. 
You need to uh, lean one way or the other harder with these characters. Like, if yes. they're going to be space pirates, they need to be space pirates. Like, all they care about is what they want. They want to change the timeline. Yeah. And they will do whatever is necessary. Like, have... Uh, as much as I, I kind of don't like this, because New Trek does this a bunch, I think it would be okay in this instance if Harry killed Tessa, because maybe... Uh, Chakotay loves her, and he and he's not sure. Like maybe he doesn't want to do this, but so but Harry really, really is obsessed. Like he's psychotic, right? Yeah, well, it's like so you, he kills her. You've created this dimension where we're supposed to think these characters are darker, and they're like they've been working at this for so long that it's all they care about, but that doesn't come across in the characters. No, it they're, comes across like they're on a Sunday joyride with their mom's car, and, like, if they get caught, oh, well, maybe I'll get grounded for a week. Yeah. You know? It's like... So, they, like I said, they... And like Josh said, they need to lean one way harder or the other. Like, I would lean more into the space pirate shit, and Josh would lean more into, like, their actual Starfleet who are, like, who've worked to get to this position so they can do this. Right. Like, I think that that makes more sense. I don't like that, that Harry, like, just quits. Like, in my opinion, I think he would... That would make him grow up, right? Like... Yeah. Like he he would he would be like look now I'm gonna I'm gonna work my ass off to become a, a high ranking officer so I could go do this at some point yeah, right there should have been like a catalyst I think right where like Harry stays in Starfleet he's a changed man he's much yeah. more serious about his career and he wants to uh, make up for the mistake he made. You know, right. maybe nothing is good enough, so he keeps pushing and keeps moving up the ranks. Yeah, you can have him be like a, a Captain Jellico esque. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like have him just no be like nonsense. A prick. No yeah. nonsense. I think Garrett Wine could play that well, actually. Like that. Yeah. Like that no nonsense. Like we're gonna do things my way type of captain. Yeah, it and, would give him a, an opportunity to act a little differently. The character. I think it would make the character grow, and that maybe the prime universe. Uh, Ensign Kim becomes that later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe he has that in him. I don't. His character doesn't go anywhere, and it sucks, yeah. man. There's, it sucks. There, there needs to be like a catalyst in that situation, though. Like he's like he did his whole career in Starfleet, and now he's like a captain, maybe even an admiral or something. Like he's a huge guy, and yeah. everybody thinks of him as like this great hero, but he thinks of himself as a massive failure. A failure. And like maybe and, they yeah. run into like a Borg cube, like a shut down Borg cube out and there. And they find that that they MacGuffin. find the interplexing beacon. Yeah. Or like they find the MacGuffin there and they're like and suddenly it's like I can fix what I've caused and he yeah. goes rogue. Yes. Right. Yes. That would be a much cooler episode. Yeah, where the fuck is that episode? Uh, I don't know. On the cutting room floor with every other and, good, amazing episode of Voyager that they fucking <laughs> robbed us of. <laughs> Instead, it's like, uh, Chakotay wants to bang, so here's a lady who kind of looks like Terry Farrell, but isn't. Yeah. Uh, she's, not, she's not a very good actor either. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. There's, there's a part where she's talking, to, I think, to uh, uh Jordy or something, and I'm like, oh man, that was a bad take. I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> just I got taken out. I was like, that was bad. Uh, like regular timeline Voyager's plan to make the like quantum slipstream drive work 
is they're going to use the uh, like a shuttlecraft. Yeah, as like kind of a, a buffer to break up the waves of the slipstream creates like turbulence and that's what's like rocking the ship out of yeah it's basically like how when people wanted to save gas they drove as close to big rigs as they drafting they're they're gonna draft they're gonna tokyo draft through the quantum (laughs) slipstream uh the idea is that like the auto navigation won't be able to keep up with the movements of the shuttlecraft in front and everybody's like, right. okay, this isn't going to work. And that's when Kim yells in everyone's face, and they all decide yeah. that we'll do it. Right, which is like, again, like, why not test it? Like, why not? Like, you've got time. Well, you know what I mean? Like, There's a line. There is a single solitary line that, like, stuck out like a sore thumb as, like, they wrote it later. Like, we need a reason. Why do they have to do it now? Right. Uh, Kim mentions that certain crystalline components of the slipstream drive have already begun to decay. <laughs> and they would take years to resynthesize. Well, how long did it take for them to get those ones? Where'd they get these ones? I don't know. Did they? Did, oh my god! But it, it's like lazy. A, it's like a line that was definitely put in later to justify yeah. why there's a ticking clock, which is that's like so lazy. That's a Star Trek contrivance that happens all the fucking time. Like we yeah. need a ticking clock, so we'll insert this. Yeah, but usually it's much much more deftly handled. This that to me, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just shitting on Voyager. I'm but trying to be even-handed, but it's tough. Cause Voy- You're doing great. Voyager, I'm not. It's tough because like, I want Voyager to be better than it is. Because yeah. I really like a lot of the characters. I think it's a good premise. It was just executed wrong in a lot of ways. And yeah. there are episodes of Voyager that are really good. So it's not yeah. that they couldn't have done better. It's unfair also because we're comparing it to literally maybe the two greatest Star Treks ever made. That's true. Deep Space <laughs> right. Nine and TNG. Yeah, like how, like how do you how do you compare those, right? And it's like there are episodes of TOS that are absolute dog shit. Like, Absolutely. But like I think the highs of TOS are higher than the highs of Voyager. Yeah, and the and there's absolute bullshit episodes of TNG. But, like we said earlier, the conversion rate is one episode to 36 episodes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For every one episode of TNG that's bullshit, there's 36 episodes of Voyager that are bullshit. And it's, it's rough. Like... That's a bad number. I mean, I'm I'm joking. I don't really think that's yeah. a real number, but you know what I mean. The uh, I think I'm going to take... Before we take a break, because we're long overdue for one... Oh, our sponsors are going to be pissed. Yeah, oh my god, they're going to be so mad. Um, I'm not going to get that free waffles or whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get that Pine Sol cleaner. <laughs> you love that. I, I love the Pine Sol lady. Anyway. You loved it. Um, I, I see a lot of people who, like, really hate when people don't like all Star Trek. Like, that's, that's sort of the mm. new thing that I see is, like... Uh, or like people who are like, let us like the Star Trek we like. We right. like all Star Trek, and you shouldn't. And it's like, uh, I'm cool with you guys liking all Star Trek. Yeah, it's cool. Are you liking yeah. Star Trek that I don't like? And I think you should be cool with me not liking Star Trek that I dislike. Yeah, but here's the reasons why they're wrong. <laughs> true, true. We could get into all that, but we won't. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, but 
but yeah, no, I, 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 you can like whatever you want. I, I don't like all of it, and and I and I really do like Voyager. I've watched it through probably two times. Yeah, I, I like and I like Voyager a lot more than I like uh, the JJ Trek movies. Oh fuck yeah, and a, a hell of a lot, like a lot more than I like Discovery, Discovery season one and most of season two. Yeah, like I've mentioned before, like I'm, I'm excited. Deep within, not excited, I'm cautiously optimistic deep within my bones that Discovery Season 3 will be the season that gets it. Because that's she happened to Star bones. Trek. <laughs> that when, when she takes everything but my bones, it'll be deep in my bones still. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. I mean, that I, would be nice. That's happened with Star Trek before. Like, Seasons 1 and 2 of TNG. Like, 2 is much better than 1, but it's still got a lot of rough spots. And that's how I feel this... about Discovery. Is like there's There are a few episodes of Season 2 of Discovery that I genuinely really like. This revolving cast of captains is very strange, though. Yeah. That's not, that that's not good. I think the idea is, like, eventually Michael Burnham is going to be the captain... Then just make her be the captain. I feel like if she was in a position of power, it would be a lot easier to, like... Do the things, right? It would be a lot better for her character, because, like, she's like a lieutenant or whatever, and she's acting like she's in charge all the time. Right. And creating all these conflicts and everything. If you're the captain, you can do that. Right, you can just do it. People just follow your orders. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I loved Captain Pike, though, is the thing. Like I said, yeah. Captain Pike was like a TNG character, was dropped in the well, middle of Well, everyone liked him. That's why he's getting his own show, right? And that's the first show that I'm genuinely excited about. Because no matter how bad it is, Anson Mount will be Pike, and he's so good as that character, I'll yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Lower Decks yet. Um, is it out yet? It I don't is know. Out. And the idea of Lower Decks was, like, repugnant to me to begin with. Like, yeah. um, I've gotten over that, though, because it's a parody. It is a licensed right. Star Trek parody. Right. And that's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with yeah. it. I, I, it's, it's, that's fine. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I think Star it's, Trek's got, like, bigger problems, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like that every show has to have one of three art styles now. I'm not a big fan the of that. Rick and Morty. You don't yeah. like the Rick and Morty. Yeah, um, I don't either. I like the I like the costumes a lot. I really they love look, that uniform. They look a hell of a lot like the the STO uniforms. Yeah, man. like they're really like the STO uniforms have a little bit more stuff on them. Which you can, but yeah. you can have just like a plain. I walk around, when I play. I walk around just in like a uniform, like a regular, you know, because that's what that's what they would do, right? Like, yeah. I don't have, like, a bunch of tactical jargon on me where it's like, what is all this shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I really love that design for that uniform. And as, as far as uniforms go, I like the designs for the uniforms from Picard as well. Yeah. Those are also very similar. Yeah. In that they're just, they're real simple, elegant. They're a little fitted better. Uh, but they look a little more advanced. Like, the, they look a little nicer, you know? I'm I'm a big big fan of like Starfleet chic. I love hell yeah. I love too. Starfleet uniforms so much. And I did. A, I would I would make a uniform because you can really customize your shit in STO. I would make one that was like, uh, like a white where the where you know in TNG where the color is. I would make that white, and then it had like a stripe above the breast. That was the stripe of whatever you were, like green or red, yellow, uh, 
blue mm-hmm. and then black at the top, and it looked really sharp, That's and I cool. really like that. I really love the idea that I think STO started out with. I think it's an STO thing that um, captains have white instead of their yes. Uh, yes. division. That is an S- that STO started I that. I really which love is, that. I really like that, too. And STO doesn't get a lot of credit for really being on top of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they really know what they're doing over there, and I appreciate that That the writers of that game and, and the designers, I think it's really cool. The ki- I know uh, Chase Masterson really loves uh, that game. Like, she's always doing stuff, like charities and stuff in the game, oh, yeah. and, and that's really cool. That is really cool. Like, she is, like, extremely active in charities. Like, she yeah. is, like, front woman for so many charities. Yeah, I have that shirt, that Be Kind shirt, where she, you know, she's like anti-bullying yeah, and stuff, and absolutely. that's that's really great. Anti-bullying, don't be a Trek bigot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the M class version of Be Kind. Don't be a Trek don't bigot. Be a Trek bigot. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, avid listeners of this show will know 100% that if we're proven wrong, we accept that and oh, change yeah. our entire outlook on it. I would love to I would love that. Please. Like, like avid listeners Please. of the show will remember that for the first like, I don't even know, like maybe 20 episodes of the show, I did not like Enterprise mm-hmm. until I gave it another try at Josh's behest and now I really do like Enterprise. I think it has a lot actually- to offer. I actually clockwork oranged him and like like pried his eyes open and made him watch like all four seasons. Uh, it was worth it. <laughs> now I know the true god Lord Archer <laughs> says the brainwashed man. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. I would go that. through torture again. You know what? Torture's not too bad when you get such great results as loving <laughs> Enterprise. I don't know why I feel this way. I just do. All hail the archer. All hail the archer. <laughs> uh, so, like, if if the show, if, like, Discovery suddenly amazing in season three, I will be the first person to be like, fuck Me too. yeah. I would love that. That'd be great. Um, if if I watch Lower Decks and like it, I'm going to be the first person coming on here and being like, fuck yeah. Like, forget about the art style. It's amazing. Yeah, something tells me there's probably, like, some feeling in that show, you know, a lot like like Rick and Morty is that way too. I know that they're not the same, and the the people who do one don't do the other. But I think there's a writer, like one of the head oh, writers of Rick and Morty, is doing Lower Decks. Okay, well I've totally made that up and I lied, so there you go. <laughs> but also, but also like Rick and Morty like does have a have that sort of emotional undercurrent sometimes True. and I have a feeling well, I mean it's that like it's you go back to community even right yeah. like community yes. is a farce but it's all right. about the like emotional core of the characters and I think right. Lower Decks is going to have that as well yeah and from everything I've heard I've not heard anyone say it's bad so yeah that's pretty good what's it on is it on Hulu I think it's CBS All Access I am not ordering that no I'm still not <laughs> I'm still not um, there's another Star Trek cartoon coming as well. Like Chad oh, really? Quaint is going to be writing for. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, there's a lot of Star Trek happening right now. Yeah. And uh, I I wish more of it was better. <laughs> It'd be nice, man. I kind of feel that way about about Star Wars. Like maybe we're in some kind of a transition where like. 
I know there's a lot of really. I was talking on the Discord about it to to those people about how those yahoos, those yahoos who pay us, uh, <laughs> like about how there's a lot of shit happening in Disney and Star Trek and Lucasfilm, and it kind of gives me a little hope that like maybe they're kind of figuring some of this stuff out. Oh, yeah. You like, know, you can see all the way back uh, when you watch Solo that they're slowly getting on their feet with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy is gonna be gone. She gets a lot of blame I mean, for she's, some of this. She's shit. like the devil to you Star Wars fans, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know like any of this, but apparently, like Filoni and uh, uh, John Favreau are like taking over, and George Lucas is back. So there you go. Yeah, George Lucas has come back. He's back. He's he's back from the t- Lucas he's is back, back baby. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm back. It's, oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like. Poetry, it's gonna rhyme. Now, what you wanna do here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making him sound like he's got. Like, yeah, we're like doing like Batman villain voices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's me, George Lucas. It's me, George Lucas, aka the Penguin, <laughs> aka Bane. It's me, Bane. Um, <laughs> we're like coming up on an hour. I guess we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and finish this episode out. What do you guys think? Hell yeah! We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Adventures of the Transformers. Watch as heroic Autobots bravely battle evil Decepticons every Monday through Friday. Don't miss a single day. Weekdays at 4.30 on WRLH TV 35. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you've been enlightened about our Lord God Archer. You're gonna start an enterprise cult. <laughs> I get to be like Klaus and make a cult. Oh man, I hope you would be the cult leader if we went back to the '60s. I yeah, bet. I think that was how it would work. Yeah, I probably wouldn't like. I don't know. I mean, the sex part would be great. <laughs> yeah, I, this fucking spoiler. I'm not gonna spoil it or anything. But there's like a line yeah. that like one of the cult members says. I know exactly. That what you're really about. cracked yeah. me the fuck up. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> like we said, we're not going to go bit by bit through this episode. Like they, they're basically going to use uh, Seven of Nine's doodad with their <laughs> doodad, and they're going to send back coordinates—the correct coordinates—to uh, yeah. Voyager. The to override the ones that Kim sent because he's a fucking moron. But he fucks up again, right? Yes. He fucks it up twice. Here's and it a, doesn't work. Another little side bit. Like, everybody knows that I, I, like, jaunt through memory alpha to remember exactly what happens in each scene in order. <laughs> uh, whoever wrote the entry for this, for Timeless on memory alpha, is a writer who is frustrated that they have not gotten picked up yet. Because <laughs> it's, like, stone-faced. His bitterness extreme. Kim elucidates the blame for Voyager's destruction rests squarely on his shoulders. Put the thesaurus down. <laughs> you don't need to make it that complicated. Uh, so the Voyager was knocked out of the slipstream and the crew was sent to an icy death. 
So it happens again, right? So they crash into the planet, blah, blah, blah. But then the doctor is like, why do you need to try to save them? Like, like, so Harry wants to send them the correct coordinates so the slipstream works. And that's the problem. So the doctor's like, why don't you just knock them out of the slipstream? And, and Harry's like, you're a genius. And yeah, it's like, I you've never been thought thinking, of that 15 yeah, years. You didn't think about that for 15 years? Like, that would be your backup plan if it doesn't work? Not once Hell in yeah. 15 straight years have I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about it every day, except I never really thought about it. What? Uh, yeah, they they basically caused the same accident to happen again. We see Voyager crash into the planet at uh, what seems like regular crash speed that everything in movies crashes, but I guess yeah. was was half impulse. Well, you got impulse, a cool yeah. model. You got a cool model shot, right? Yeah. That's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> but like they train they. Because they transmitted to Seven of Nine. She gives the coordinates. They don't fucking work. They get destroyed again. And everybody's like, oh shit, we're done. What are we going to yep. do now? The doctor comes up with the great plan that no one has ever thought about for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, just knock them out of the slipstream. Just and save them. They knock them out of the slipstream and uh, Chakotay and uh, Kim in the regular timeline like drop out of the slipstream as well. And uh, well, of course, we have the scene in the in the far flung future where the warp core destabilizes first. Yeah, the EPS conduits are broken, so the core breaches, and it's a countdown. It's a literal fucking uh, uh, what's that movie that we fucking watch? Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yes, uh, Galaxy Quest. Right, yeah, Galaxy it's the, Quest. It's the countdown, right? Never hits zero, except this one does, and they explode. But he gets it off right away, and he goes, yes! Yeah, and then the the flyer explodes and kills everyone. Um, yep. But uh, regular Ensign Kim comes back to Voyager, and he's like, hey, what happened? Like, uh, why, why did we drop out of the slipstream? And um, Janeway's like, oh, we got, um, like, you sent the corrections to Seven, didn't you? He's like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, and like, so that's the mystery, right? Like, Kim right. is back in the mess hall, and he's looking at his uh, late, his like mid nineties laptop. His fucking brick. It's, it's like a his giant slab. brick laptop, and yeah. like Janeway comes in, and he's like, you know, who sent that message or whatever? And she's like, you did. Yeah. He's like, what? And she's like, yeah, there was temporal displacement on the message, and it originated 10 to 20 years in the future, which is enough, right? That's enough. That's all we need. Right. And you sent it, Harry, and then, you know, the camera pans in on Harry, and he's thoughtful about what happened, but no. She's like, yeah, he Harry sent you a message, too. Here it yeah. is. So we since we didn't go through the episode, there is that part where he, like, uh, future Harry is recording a message, and they do that that old old show slash movie trick where you see the end of the message, right? Yeah, and it, it's sort of like a Chekhov's gun. It's just hanging there, waiting for somebody to use it. Like later on, it's going to come in handy, and, and we finally see the lameo message that he sends himself does not come in handy. <laughs> Comes in handy that it ne- didn't need to be a thing. 
But yeah, they wanted like, to do that trick, I guess. He's like, if you see this, then the mistake I made 15 years ago has been corrected. You owe me one. That's the whole fucking right. message. It was That's a great message. message you sent back to yourself. Maybe send back, hey, don't grow your hair this way. Yeah. He's don't buy a bad. leather jacket. It's not worth it. You don't look very good in it. You're going to look like a giant tool. Keep your hair the way it is. <laughs> Quit being such a pushover. That's what he should have said. Uh, Don't take any shit from anyone. Swing uh, that totally real giant wiener. <laughs> this is uh, actually John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Oh, shit. Uh, this is Star Trek Voyager's 100th episode, and it's why they tried to make it something special. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, yeah, it's good. It's all right. This is, this has one of the better openings of any Star Trek episode though. With like, it's got it does have a lot of, of cool effects and, and a lot of uh, cinematography that's very good. I agree. I agree with that. They they use a cool like computer nodule to fix the computer. I always like stuff like that as a Star Trek fan. Jeff. I'm still here, don't worry. I'm just <laughs> listening to the things you say and loving it. I'm just loving it. <laughs> they, like, they, they have that little, I don't know, it's like a little LED light that they stick with a sticky tape on the computer. <laughs> and it goes boop, 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 and it like makes the computer... Co- I'm doing it to my monitor like you can see me. <laughs> like you can fucking see me doing it, right? Uh, so I like that. Uh, I like the model work. There's like the, You don't get to see a lot of model work, and st- which is... A shame because, like, I think if you did a little more of that, it would make Star Trek feel a little better, like organic. Yeah, I mean, know? there's a visual style that Star Trek has that feels very—it's gr- like wild and futuristic, but it still feels very grounded because it's models, right? Because I mean, yeah. if you look at the if you look at the Enterprise from TOS, and you don't you don't think about any other Star Trek, like none of that exists. You think about what other sci-fi of the time looks like. The Enterprise is the weirdest-looking spaceship that's ever been in any sci-fi. Yes, yeah, it's very strange. Like, but it works because it's a physical model. It looks like it's right. actually there. Right. It's a, it's a mix between like UFO spaceships because it's got a saucer, right? But also like a, I don't even like I don't even know how Gene Roddenberry like thought of this. Like he was just like. I want it to be like a saucer with a drive section with these giant, like, nuclear reactors, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's a strange design from bottom to top. Whenever yeah. you, It's like a... It's like the idea of a flying saucer, but just with a, a big ass. It's got a big ass yeah, on it. big old engine on it, yeah. Um, it doesn't saucer around. Like, like, in the 50s and 60s, people were like, flying saucers spin, right? Yeah, like, which is... Yeah, that's like the Ralph McQuarrie thing that eventually yeah. became Discovery. Yeah. Um, welcome to the newest and, well, actually the longest running uh, new section of M-Class Podcast. It's a new bit of our show. It's called Josh Was Right All Along. Yeah. Uh, here's a <laughs> straight from the memory alpha, real information, no way around it. Garrett Wang approached the creator of the older Harry Kim, the creation of the older Harry Kim by seeking a well-known movie role as a reference. When I originally mm-hmm. spoke with Brandon Braga about the episode, I said, "What do you see of the older Kim?" And Braga said, "I see him as the character from the original Lethal Weapon, the character that Mel Gibson <laughs> played, who doesn't care Holy about what's going shit. on or his own life." 
So I didn't read. I didn't know that. I just it just felt like that to me. So that's kind of yeah. fun to be to be right all the time. It's yeah. a curse. Hopefully you enjoy this new segment of the show. Josh was always <laughs> right the whole time. <laughs> I have to find a music sting to put in there. Ba-da-da. I fucking told you. <laughs> That'll be it. I fucking told you all. I fucking told you. <laughs> put that. Put like a bullhorn before it and a trick with your boys. <laughs> trick with your boys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What is this show? What are we even making? What is this? <laughs> I think this is the best episode we've ever done. We just went, I'm not even going to lie to we you. We just went like a straight hour talking shit about nothing. And then, well, that's how that's how we started the show, right? Like It was true. basically me and you just rambling about whatever. It's true. In this episode of Voyager, uh, we gave it a hard time, but it's not bad. It's considered a land, like a groundbreaking episode of Voyager by fans of Voyager. So uh, that's yeah, what they're working with. Yeah, it only five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two seasons left. I guess we should start trying. Uh, Voyager is an unfortunate series in that I I like a lot of the characters a lot, and man, they don't do a whole lot with them. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a missed opportunity series. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel really bad for shitting on it because I do like it. Um, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm shitting on it. I I like it a lot. I don't think. Wanting more of a series is shitting on it. Like, wanting no. more from a series is shitting on it. Yeah. I would give this episode probably, if I'm being super generous, a C+. Plus. Yeah. I, I could I could agree with that. Like, C, C+, plus for sure. Yeah. Strong C. If I'm being generous, C+. Plus. Yeah. I can agree with that entirely. Which, for Voyager, if, well, if we're grading on a curve, that's like an A. Yeah, it's like an A minus. If yeah, you got a C so plus, yeah. it's A minus. B plus, A minus, yeah. Because, um, like, there's a lot of really shitty Voyager episodes. Yeah, there are. I mean, they're. <laughs> like, Threshold gets the the brunt of the hate when it comes to the bad episodes of Voyager, but man, there are some episodes that are almost as bad. <laughs> there's episodes that are, are, I think, worse because they're, like, way more forgettable. It's like, true. there's episodes where I'm like, I don't even fucking remember this. Like,. What is this? Like, the the whole thing with Seska and, like, that shit. Like, what oh, is yeah. all that shit, right? Well, like, I will say this for Voyager. There is no blatantly horrible racist episode of Voyager that I can think of. <laughs> so it's got that going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, poor <laughs> TNG with that black stain on it right out the fucking gate. Yeah, that's, that's not good. But... I mean, the, the rest of the show is so incredible. It's that. true. I, I love this. I've told it before on here, the, the story about the Garrett Wang did not want to be on Star Trek because every time he would turn the TV on, it would just coincidentally be playing Code of Honor. And he right. thought that's what Star Trek was. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a weird... That's so weird, right? Like, where is... where? <laughs> what channel was showing Code of Honor? In Los Angeles, they just showed Code of yeah, Honor over and over. Everybody's again. favorite back in LA. Apparently, yeah. he only tried to watch it twice when he was like oh. when they were opening auditions, and like he auditioned the first time and he watched an episode and it was Code of Honor. And when he had to audition again, it was Code of Honor again, and he was like, "Do I want to be on this show?" 
That's interesting because like you couldn't just watch Star Trek back in the nineties, no, right? Like you only saw like, what was on TV. Like I wonder if you could even go and be like, "Can I like watch some of these?" You know what I mean? Like, did, would they even let you do that? No, I if you're it. like a nobody actor trying to get on the show, you have like no pull for that. Yeah, you would need to be like Mel Gibson, literally, yeah. not just a facsimile of <laughs> not not Garrett Mel Gibson Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Like how, like Mel Gibson in, in the first Lethal Weapon, like is suicidal, right? Yeah. Like his wife is dead. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. And Garrett Wang shows up, and he's just like, "They had sex." <laughs> Whoa! In the new Star Trek, if it was in Discovery, he'd say they're fucking. Yeah, and that would be like a really super big deal. And he'd be like, "Oh my god, they said the fuck word." They said fuck in Star Trek. And the the floodgates opened because the admiral in Picard has the biggest potty mouth that's ever been in anything. The Vulcan? No, the old late old human lady. Oh yeah, she's like yeah, the yeah. sheer fucking gall of you coming yeah. into my goddamn office, and I'm like Jesus. Yeah, that would be neat if like I don't know if it was just built up a little more or something. It would be kind of. I don't know. I think if you're gonna, it's like it's like a PG thirteen movie. You get one fuck, right? Like, yeah. where are you gonna use it? Where are you gonna use that fuck? Picard, like, if Picard came out in the nineties, it would be like NC seventeen for how much oh that lady God. curses. <laughs> Dude, the Here's MPAA the would be like, no way. If you listen to the show, you know maybe we don't really have much of an aversion to cursing. We seem to do it quite a lot. Yeah, uh, but it has been like established at Star Trek that Jordy LaForge did not even know what the word leak meant. Right. Take a they leak. just don't they don't think about that stuff. They're a lot more aware and I think that, that that adds to the universe, right? They're much more aware of the things that they're saying. Nothing is said without purpose, right? True. So just calling off and being like, hey fuck you, Picard is like weird. It's like super weird. It's but. uh the universe of Star Trek is very much like the universe of your your grandma who says yeah. that you're not if you use curse words you're not smart enough to have a bigger vocabulary. Right. Except it's real. <laughs> Except Star Trek is real. Yeah. Not your grandma. Star Trek is real. Suck it, Nana. Uh, so yeah, you know what? Give it a try. Give this episode a spin. If Sex you try it. We didn't even describe it mostly, so <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's one of the ones I uh, you could watch. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ones I wouldn't recommend. This one I would. This one, the one with the rock. The rock a is one. a fun episode. Really, like a lot of the ones with seven are pretty good. She adds an element to the show. I think that's. Not not just sex appeal. I think really her character really is good. It's uh, true. She doesn't need to be sex appeal. Is the thing. Her yeah, character that's is the, good right. enough on on its own. You know. Right. I I almost think I almost wish they did like a how they do in The Witcher with Yennefer. Like I think Yennefer when she's not transformed into the hot Yennefer is like way cooler. Right. Yeah. Like that Yennefer rules, and and like that character is really good in general. But like, yeah, I like that I, I character like that. in both uh, forms. But there's like, 
there's like a bait and switch with Yennefer when she's like has like the hunchback and stuff. Yeah. Where we as an audience automatically feel for her character because right. of what she's been through and how people treat her. Right. But then she starts using people and destroying them to get what she wants. And you're like, oh man, do I sympathize with this character? The answer is yes. Yeah, I still do, is the thing. Because fuck all those people who mistreated yeah. her, right? Yeah. It's great, because she's, like, on a, on a fucking tear, right? I love yeah. that. But it, it, like, it creates, like, a dissonance between how we approach the character and, like, what she becomes that's very yeah. interesting that you don't, you unfortunately don't get to get with Seven of Nine because she's straight up titties right out the door. Yeah, she's, like, hot as a Borg, which is, like, that's how beautiful Jerry Ryan is, right? Like, yeah, it's that's like, true. She's a Borg, and you're like, like maybe, you know? <laughs> it like, still would. maybe yeah. I would. I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, shit. You know what? I think that's the end of the episode. I'd like to. Okay, th- bye. I, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble uh, nonstop for about an hour. We appreciate all of you. Yeah, this one was a this one was a marathon. If uh, you'd like to become part of Star Trek history, I think, and enjoy M-Class on a different level, you should follow us on Twitter at M-Class Podcast and shoot us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. Do it. You know what else they should do, Josh? Go to the Discord. Well, how do they go to that Discord? Go to uh, discord.com slash mclasspodcast. No, that's not real. You go to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you go to patreon.com slash podcast and where for as low as $1 a month you can become a member of our Discord, get behind the scenes posts, wallpapers. For a little bit more money, you're getting M-Class email early. You're getting access to new podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit and M-Class Etc. where we talk about anything. In the earlier, in the former, we talk about literally anything that isn't Star yeah. Trek. And in the latter, we talk about anything that's even tangentially related to Star Trek. We talked about Galaxy Quest on an episode. We did. We want to do Gargoyles, right? Yeah, gargoyles would be super fun. Cause just a couple episodes of Gargoyles. I haven't watched it in fucking 20 years, man. We could just discuss the whole series. Like, what we remember and what, like... Yeah. Because, like, I have such fuzzy memories of the later part of that series. Because, like, my wife Crystal and I are watching through Gargoyles, like, on yeah. and off now. And we keep bring, mentioning to each other that eventually it ends up being Goliath and Elisa Maza only in a yes. canoe going through time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that show, is, that, dude, that show is weird. It that is. is a weird show. It's so fun, though. I really love the show. Uh, pure 90s toy culture, it, right? It's like, like, it's like very much like... The original idea was we want to compete with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, which is everything from that era. Yes, absolutely. But, like, the creator of Gargoyles was like, all right, well, I get to do what I want, though, right? And they were like, fine, whatever, we just want toys. So he's like, all right, I'm going to make, like, a fucking modern, high-gothic adventure tale. (laughs) It's Yeah, it's very vampiric, right? It's very, like... cathedrals and fucking it's super fun but it's also like it has a really dark story where the gargoyles keep losing 
yeah. every now and then, and shit keeps getting worse for them. Is the bad guy like a wizard, or he's like a uh, bad wizard, or there, something? There is an evil wizard, the Archmagus, who's like Archmagus, a yeah, yeah. And he has like the Merlin from Excalibur, like metal cap on his head. That's right. Uh, the main villain of the series, who becomes like not so much of a villain later, is Xanatos, who's like a billionaire that's played by uh, uh, William Riker. That's who I was thinking of. I was thinking of the billionaire. I thought they were the same guy. Nah, they're two different dudes. William Riker. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes. I couldn't remember his name for a second. Has yeah. somebody... If somebody hasn't done this, go ahead and do it. I'm going to give you the idea. Uh, has somebody <laughs> mashed up uh, Xanatos with those uh, uh, believe it or not <laughs> questions <laughs> I'm yet? I'm sure they have. Somebody's got to have done that, There's right? no way they haven't done that. But yeah. yeah, head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become part and become a true Trek boy. Trek boy! Trek boys! <laughs> and you know what? If you've got some money and you want it to go to a really good cause, uh, you should head to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. Uh, we will not be upset if your money goes to this and not us because this is uh, those charities, those bail funds, those funds in general for lawyers and for, uh, you know, just to keep protesters alive out there on the streets is mm. what is leading to the Star Trek future, the utopia we all want to live in. Yeah, I want a replicator. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically at the point in Star Trek history where the Bell Riots are happening. Yeah, we're, we're in the Bell Riots right now. Yeah. Oh, man. And we have an, we have an opportunity that they didn't have at the time because I guess they didn't know about the internet yet. Uh, yeah. Where we can um, be on the right side of history and support, the, support Bell and his people. Yep. Uh, yep. Because that's basically what Black Lives Matters is, and if if we don't get through this, if we don't band together and make these changes, we're never going to get that Star Trek future that we want so much. So, yep. Blacklivesmatter.card.co. Be, be nice to each other. Don't be a Trek bigot. Yeah. Do not be a Trek bigot. We really. I'm not do saying need... if you don't donate that you are one. I'm yeah, just saying you are. Don't. You are. <laughs> If you don't donate, you're a Trek bigot. No, uh, we need to make, like, don't be a Trek bigot shirts. Eventually, I need to relaunch a shirt thing. But it, Yeah, we need shirts again, but it's it's a lot. The shirts are a lot of work. They keep getting uh, taken down. And yeah. also, like, the website that I use for making t-shirts is getting, like, shit on heavily. Because, like, you can put anything on there and, like, actual bigots, not just Trek bigots, are going on there and putting their shit on there. Yeah, I know, uh, like, for fantasy fiction, we would just do it ourselves, which maybe we'd have to do something like that. I mean, that might be something we could... But we'd still need to make them. I don't really know how. Yeah, like, I would... I, there's probably, like, a printing place in town that I could go to to get shirts made up or whatever, but that's, like, a, yeah. like a secondary job. I know, that's, like, a whole other thing. Like I would you, rather you guys just have would, a like, site for where, sure. Yeah. You guys would for sure have to buy these shirts. Like, I would have to know 100% you're going to buy these shirts. Yeah. We, yeah, I would rather have, like, a... Pl I mean, we're now we're, like, just talking about, like, our business on yeah, the podcast, to, but, like, whatever. <laughs> welcome to Business Chat with yeah. Jeff and Josh. Have you invested lately, Jeff? You I'm need thinking to, the you Dow You need to diversify your bonds, motherfucker. I'm diversified, baby. <laughs> Look, become a patron. Patreon.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter 
at mclasspodcast. Send us emails, mclassemail at gmail.com. I'd like to personally send out a gigantic thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Yep. It's dope. Vitizen, I don't know by the time this comes out whether it'll be a concern for him or not, but I think it probably will. Uh, Vitizen is going through a rough patch right now, and he could use your support. So check out his music. At uh, He has an album out right now called Eclectic Electric that's nothing but bangers. It's absolutely amazing. Hell yeah. So uh, follow him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. And I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. I fucking told you. Eat, pray, live, laugh, love, the be one. Bye-bye. I'm mentally ill. (laughs) What with your boys?